Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for Happy Hour, because this pod's for you. Welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour. Bar is open. Yay. This is happy hour number nine. Number nine. My name is Tom. Can you tell? I can't sing there. I really tried, guys. <laughs> it's fine. Hi, I'm Jackie. I can't sing. <laughs> good effort, though. Thank you. Uh, we got a good one for you guys today. We got local entrepreneurs, uh, good friends of ours, and uh, we can't wait to get to that one. But first, again, we want to shout out to some really cool people that are just sending us love and uh, giving us some good reviews. Yeah, this review is really awesome. Uh, it's from Fuzzy Logic, I believe that's how you read that. Fuzzy Wuzzy. Uh, I only came to listen to the Vache episode. Who wouldn't, by Vache. the way? Vache is awesome. But loved the interview style so much that I decided to listen to the first four. Great job. That's amazing. That's really cool. That makes us feel like we're on the right track. Awesome. But yeah, let's uh, get to our next guests here. They are a power couple. Uh, you may know them from the local bar scene here in Las Vegas, uh, restaurants that they may have worked in, and now they own their own smashing cool business. We can't wait to tell you guys about. Yeah, it's really cool. They're branching out and they're they're doing some great things for the community, for the environment, and they're just they're just all around good people. And uh, let's get to know them a little bit. Yeah, they're super super awesome people and up and coming in the industry. So. Without further ado, we are here with Dane and Marissa Pretkis of Horse Trailer Hideouts. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Dane and Marissa. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Um, we've actually been trying to do this for a while now. And yeah. We finally got together. So, um, <laughs> Horse Trailer Hideout is a mobile bar service. Um, events company correct tell us a little bit about it yeah like tell us about how it evolved and where it is now like so i will start um local 808 events inception was the first step for us to creating horse trailer hideout we actually came up with our first original company name which is probably what people are know us personally more to but that actually started on our honeymoon in Hawaii. We had just gotten married and I was it was so wonderful. But I was a general manager for a local gaming bar and I was working about 80 plus hours a week on a regular basis. Ew. And, you know, and Dane was working graveyard at another very established gaming bar. And we were more like passing ships in the night than having a relationship with each other. Right. And you know, it's easy to make things work when you don't see each other all the time. And it makes it even harder to remember the good things about the relationship when you don't spend time with each other, right? Absolutely. Totally true. So when we were on our honeymoon, I just remember even me getting two weeks was kind of a rush, but the staff at the time I had was really incredible and had pulled things together for my wedding, which I thought was just amazing. But we were sitting... um beachside and we were getting some tacos from a taco truck oh this picture is so good but as we're sitting at this food truck um waiting to get food they have this special and it was the fish of the day 
And I remember Dana and I going up to him and we're like, what's the special? You know, what's the fish of the day? And he said, well, dad's bringing it up out of the ocean. I think it's mahi today. Oh, nice. So the idea of just the family working together in this beautiful paradise and they're totally content with their lives seemed at that time really like a delicious thought, you know? I'm like, how can they be living in this paradise so happy with um, minimal means? Because at the time, you know, obviously we're vacationing in Hawaii, so we're not broke, but you don't really realize how valuable time is. We've said that before. Mm -hmm. We've said in in previous episodes, like with people listening to our podcast, even it's you're spending time with us. You're spending your time and that time is ticking down. And you don't know how valuable it is. Yeah, I think we all don't know when it's going to be up too. So what you do with it matters. You know, as our business partner, Arturo, would say at this moment in time, he said, you can always ask to borrow money from me, but asking for my time, I can never get that back. Absolutely. It's true. That's good life advice. We always have one good piece of life <laughs> advice in each show. So good. Thank you, Arturo, for that yeah. nice life advice. Yes, shout out to you, man. Um, but yeah, after uh, after we ended up coming back from our honeymoon, I just remember Dane and I, the next month, we ended up, uh, Dane saw this concept design that he had seen on Pinterest, and he ended up calling the owner. And we ended up deciding that we were going to go all in and invest in a different future. And it was a horse trailer converted into a bar. And, you know, we never knew anything about catering business, but we decided that this is what we were going to do together. You guys, I have seen these mobile bars that they've built and they are fucking gorgeous. They're gorgeous. They're really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And you guys actually do your eco-friendly. I remember we did an event one time and you came in and you had bamboo straws. And I mean, you guys try and be as uh, economically safe as possible. Yeah, Dane, tell us about the sustainability part that you guys are really big on. You know, it was really important, uh, not only um, for my wife, but also for me coming from Orange County, California and being a beach boy, Mm -hmm. um, that we uh, didn't contribute to our um, environmental concerns going on right now um, Mm -hmm. with pollution. Um, Las Vegas being the number one, in my eyes, uh, tourist destination in the United States. Um, I believe that we were a big contributor to that. Um, and we didn't want to be a part of that. So we wanted to do it uh, differently. And so we did our research. We looked at the paper straws and the bamboo straws, the agave straws, the avocado straws. That's crazy. Oh, man. my gosh. <laughs> but we, uh, we came across these hay straws. Um, and we absolutely fell in love with those. So those are what we currently use in our, um, drinks and our cocktails, um, as well as compostable cups that are sustainable to the environment that we had custom made with our distributor. Um, going the extra step and going the extra mile is something that we want to prove can be done. Um, even though we're small business, we're doing big things, um, so I think it's just a, a matter of action, uh, not only talking about it, but being about it. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding, baby. It's true. Absolutely, it's man. True. I mean, it, you you guys literally leave no detail unchecked. I mean, it. I have to talk about these straws for a second because you guys did a party for us in our house. And by the way, it, hire these people because they brought in this, gor- they built this gorgeous bar in the middle of our kitchen and people still talk about it. However, you guys were our very first private party. Absolutely. Uh-huh. 
Okay. For context, everyone, we did a throwback 90s party and we had <laughs> awesome. We had Alize featured at <laughs> their bar. Like this is how 90s we went. It was so awesome. But okay, so this is the only place in the world where I can talk about straws and anyone will be interested in it. We're all we've all switched to paper straws or we've gotten that paper straw or no straw. And like the paper straws just get soggy and crappy. And so when you said hey, I have eco-friendly straws. I'm going to admit, I thought, oh my God, like gross, right? They're so amazing. These stupid straws. Do you remember I actually brought them into the bar? Yes, I do. Uh, at my current workplace and to have you actually try I do them remember out? that. I love them because they <laughs> honestly, they don't get soggy. They feel like a regular straw. It's It's ridiculously unbelievable. I love these straws. So to be quite honest, when we started the business at my old place where I was um, the manager, I was so crazy about the straw consumption that I would make all of my servers and bartenders only put, they wouldn't do no straws. So I cut it and I said, at least just do one straw. Let's just cut it back, people, because I I knew that there was a problem in us being a service industry we were doing nothing about it or not even making the slightest effort to make a conversion. And I always thought to myself, you know, if no one's going to force you to do something, you have to do it yourself and hopefully inspire enough, but just stick true to your morals. And I remember telling Dane, I'm like, I want to do some kind of compostable straw, but I swear if we do that, that paper, I, I will throw them all away. Yeah. I was like, there has to be something else. And I remember when Dane ordered them for me and he showed them to me on our first time. I was like, you're a genius. You're a genius. I remember I had the sample paper straws in my right hand. I just kind of crumpled it up as she's talking to me. <laughs> and I'm done. <laughs> it's just important that we lead by example, right? I mean, we're never a big part when we found that inspiration in Hawaii was how sustainable friendly they were. They cared about their environment. Recycling is not an option. It's something that they are, they're doing. And it just, even here in Las Vegas, I remember I was so crazy about the plot or the glass bottles, you know, and I really honestly, truly, if I can, I get this out on any time I can talk about it. Please, state of Nevada, enforce a sales tax on our bottles so we can get that tax or at least that cent deposit. I think it's like a five to ten cent deposit. Yeah. It's an additional cent that they charge when you purchase the bottle, but you can be able to collect that and return that for a profit. Think of how many people would be so incentivized right now during a pandemic to recycle if they knew there was a profit behind it. True. I agree. Listen, I, I'm, we have that and I'm from uh, Michigan. It's 10 cents. Yes. For every bottle and can. So I remember growing up, I got to tell this story real quick. I used to work grounds crew at a golf course. And on days that it rained, we had nothing to do because we couldn't go out and dig. We couldn't cut grass. We couldn't do anything. So we would go to the shed where people have been keeping bottles and cans that they would get out of golf carts and all that stuff throughout the weeks and months in bags. And we would take the semi truck <laughs> and fill it up full of bags of bottles and cans. And on rainy days, we would go to the local store and sit there for hours and one by one, just put them in the machine. We would come out with hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in <laughs> bottles and cans on just a rainy day, literally a rainy day. It was awesome. So it works. It works. Yeah, it's, it's just a good incentive. And I wish that we had it more, especially being one of the top service industries, I think, in the world. 
Sure. We have a major opportunity here that I think is squandered sometimes with the sense of convenience. And that's what Dane and I always said is we're never going to be about convenience. We'll go the extra step to make sure that you understand that our product is not only about it being sustainability, but also we care that much in our craft. Right. And that's, that's through and through and what you guys do. I mean, in, in regards to your cocktails, mm. you make cocktails that cocktail bars on the strip don't even make and they're legit you guys make your own simple syrups seriously check out their instagram the cocktails are fantastic your drinks are definitely legit for sure and uh and they're pretty they're they're visually stunning yeah they're they're really cool looking really cool looking thank you um you guys are big into the wedding scene huh you know actually we only really started doing business since the san Gennaro fest of 2019 and we heavily invested in two of the bridal spectaculars which have been really good to us it was a really good way to meet the industry because you don't realize how small it is um and that being said meaning there's a lot of people that have been doing this for a long time and the circuit is kind of referrals So when we ended up doing that bridal spectacular, it really kind of hit off the wedding season for us. We were really able to promote and there are other competitors, but they don't provide what we provide as in a full entire bar service where we pull up and pour for you. We can access places that most people can't. So it's been very rewarding for us in this next upcoming year. And my predictions, my forecasted for 2020 pre-pandemic, you know, we were going to triple if not quadruple over the next couple years we were really looking for expansion but it really kind of took a toll i felt really bad for some of the brides i was talking to but luckily almost all of our guests had rescheduled um reconvened i think now more than ever people are anticipating to try to get married because they have had to hold off for an an entire year basically sure so we're really excited for it and i think the wedding season for us has been extremely lucrative we're very thankful we like my wife said we we really brought something new to the table uh the first bridal spectacular um not to uh cramp anybody's style but um i felt like it was really comfortable in the setting that they were in and the styles were very much similar same color schemes um so not only did we bring a new concept with these horse trailers that we, you know, turned into fully functional bars, but um, also comes along with the bar experience that we provide with it, um, following our decor scheme all the way down to the cocktail. Uh, right. We use uh, different colors than you would probably see at a wedding. Uh, we use uh, <laughs> chains and recycled materials that we find Um but showing that elegance and masculine can still go together. I love that. And it can still be sexy and it can still be cool. And it's, uh, it's just something different that we're trying to show that can be offered. I totally want to brag right now about you guys too, because I've gotten to see these things up close. It's so cool to me how, like if, if someone hires you, part of your option is you can pick a trailer or you can pick a trike or, and, and, the the mobile bar option sort of takes on an, its own name and its own personality, like like it's a person. So kind of talk about that a little bit. I love this part of it. Um, so our first mobile bar, uh, we had named Penny. And the reason why we had named her Penny was because after my graveyard shifts at working at the Born and Raised in Henderson, um, I would go to work on my crafts, uh, making our mobile bar personally our own. 
uh, with her own touch. And uh, that entitled me doing a encasing of pennies on the interior walls. All heads up, by the way. Uh, all heads Everyone. Up. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all lucky. I'm a it's bartender, so I don't have the most extensive tool set in the garage. <laughs> so I went to Home Depot and I got tin snips. So uh, my perfectionism took into play. And yeah, that took a lot longer than expected. Talk about OCD. Yeah, I think you had glue on your hands for, for weeks. The burn marks. The outcome and the scars was all worth it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of beauty that came from that, but we named her Penny because uh, of all the pennies that we had encased uh, on the interior. That's awesome. When we say our blood, sweat, and tears went into it, we're not just being... Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, so what other options do you have? You have how many now? How many different types? So we have right now, as it sits, we have two tricycle bars. We have two horse trailer bars. We have a barrel bar. Which is awesome. And we have a breakaway bar just for your basic pop-up shop kind of bar, uh, basic kind of needs. So you guys listening, if you are local to Las Vegas, well, even if you're not and you're coming here to have an event, and you're having a party at your house or even in your hotel room, they will literally, it's magic. They'll come in, they'll set everything up. And it's like, you have a full service bar in your house and it's beautiful, by the way, you guys decorate everything, customize every different event. And then they clean it all up for you too. That's like the best part. (laughs) That's the one thing we want to be a one-stop shop. We want to take one element of your party because the one thing that I always notice when you throw a party is you're never enjoying it. That for the most part, you're hosting it, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have a drink? Do they have food? Are they enjoying the party favors? Is the conversation flowing? Do we have music? Because, you know, you feel that pressure just inviting guests to your house, right? Mm-hmm. So our whole concept is why don't we just take one element of that for you? We provide your ice, your mixers, your cleanup, your bar service. You know, if there's right. one thing that is probably a little bit more complicated towards the end when you've been having a couple, that's something that's never going to be compromised at any moment of service if you have us there you know from start to finish we make sure that everyone's enjoying themselves it would be really easy for me and my team to do the same decor scheme or let alone bring a bar and pour cocktails out of it but that wouldn't be what we're trying to do we want to make it original and to you so that way you know that that is completely your moment um, that that is just for you. Um, and I think that's really special. And I think that bars are capable of being able to provide that. But unfortunately, um, like I said, I think uh, some people in our industry have just gotten a little bit too comfortable. Absolutely. And that's why me and my wife are here to kind of light a fire underneath the asses of all these people that we've not only worked for, that have inspired <laughs> us, but now we're here and we're uh, we're here to stay. It's really cool. So let's talk about that a little bit i mean you guys um marissa you were working gm dane you were bartending graveyard odd hours a lot of hours i served tommy his chicken wings every night <laughs> yeah you sure did man oh i miss those chicken wings what are the differences and and what that takes like you're just going to work put your head down uh go working at local bars or you wake up every day as an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself so i'll take the first lead on this um 
The biggest difference for me, especially coming from working in any management um, in a restaurant or service industry, your phone is nonstop ringing. Your phone is turned on day or night, days off, days in, it is ringing. Right. And I remember the first week that I had actually completely quit my job, we're full-time in the business, I almost had a damn near panic attack <laughs> when my phone had died. I freaked out and I'm running around and I'm yelling at Dane and I'm like, where's a charger? We need a charger. He looks at me and says, why? I'm playing Call of Duty. I'm like, I'm yeah. just tree, leave me alone. Yeah, ain't nobody calling me right now. <laughs> as soon as he said the word why, I realized that I had like... Yeah, but you're not used to that anymore. Almost just a post-traumatic stress syndrome of that repetition of people calling you nonstop. Right. And it was nice to know that the phone calls coming in were things that I dictated on phone calls that I were was anticipating at that point, not being at the whim of someone else. Absolutely. The other idea behind it is the fact that our own future is completely up to our own demise at this point. We're either going to succeed or fail, but it is solely based on how hard you're going to work for that dollar. 100%. It's no longer that you're coming in and you're relying because someone else has put all of the pieces into play for you to just show up and make money. Now it's you have to make your own money and you're selling a product that you have created that someone is going to be paying for and you have to show them why they want that product. Right. And as scary as it is, I mean... It that's where the pride part comes in. That's where the, this is what we built. This is what we're making. And this is why it's so much better to see how happy people are when you produce that for them. There's a difference when, I mean, I know Dane and Tom and I just in the late graveyard days have talked about this a million times. There's such a difference in working for yourself. And now there's pros and cons, but <laughs> the relief of being able to rely on yourself and knowing that, you know, the hard work that you put in is actually going to come back to you, that's worth everything. If you're that kind of person that really wants that. Now, if you don't, that's totally fine too. But if it just isn't enough for you personally, like to fulfill that thing in you and you want to create yourself, I mean, this is just the best way to go. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, like based on what you and Tommy and going off what you guys have just said, I, I think that we are in an industry and in a city where we make fabulous money. Um, in some positions you can make as much as doctors and lawyers, uh, hands down, no joke. Sure. Um, yep. but, um, and this is where my butt comes in. I had a conversation with another local entrepreneur and, um, we were basically talking about our old positions and I don't know how we got into finances, but I was pretty confident in telling him what I used to make and hoping I would get a positive response from my story and saying so. And he immediately cut me off afterwards and he said, that's it. Really? And to me, I, I took a step back and I kind of, I took a deep breath and I, I asked him, I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you gave yourself a salary cap you basically said that's all you're worth. Ah. And I took a minute and I kind of analyzed that. And I said, you know what? He's absolutely right. So here's what I'm, here's what I mean by that 
is I've been working for all these companies in hospitality for the past 20 years where I've climbed the chain to almost every single one where I've been, whether a lead server to a yard core leader at the yard house, whatever it may be, an extension of management. But here they are banking off my inspiration and my skill set only because I'm too scared to take that extra step. 100%. Do it yourself, right? You got to jump. Um, I'd rather fail at being me than not being me at all. 100%, man. I remember at one, one night in Graveyard on my shift over at Born and Raised that I had over $1,200 in my bucket in the first hour and a half of my shift. And I went to drop off a pile of dishes and I took a minute and I was completely miserable. Hmm. And the reason why I was miserable is because I'd rather be home with my wife and family than be in that moment trying to make the money that I was trying to make. I knew I could do more with my life and more with myself and my family. I wanted to do what I love to do with the people I love most. And the only way I could make that possible is if I was willing to take that jump and I found my best friend and my wife who was willing to do that leap with me. And since uh, we started this journey, we've had our ups and downs, um, but we haven't looked back. And now we're expanding into opening up our own bar in the Arts District in downtown. We're opening up here in the next couple months. Uh, we're really excited to bring a, a new concept again to the Las Vegas Valley. And uh, we can't wait. Tell us about it, if you can. Sneak peek. Um, so our forecasted date is hopefully late October, early November. We are shooting to do a horse trailer hideout bar concept. The idea is to bring the horse trailers inside the venue space and be able to serve our craft cocktails and some locally sourced beers and wines, local as our push to downtown Las Vegas, um, 1506 South Main Street, right by the Abel Baker Brewery. We are going to make it a completely movable space, however. The concept and twist behind it is that the trailers that we will have inside the bars are going to be mobile fixtures. Everything inside of that venue you can move or alter to make it your own space. So in the future, if you would like to, let's say, rent it out for a micro wedding or a fashion show or a business conference where you rent out sumo wrestling suits and you want a food truck. And- <laughs> yes, sumo wrestling. And the idea is to be able to create your own space in the downtown area and we'll be able to cater to that. We'll be able to be open. We'll have live music um, throughout the week and then people will be able to book out the space. We're going to have two different uh, rooms we're going to have a couple little twists and secrets. So I don't want to say everything yet because I want to make sure that they're all pieces in play. Um, but we're really excited to bring a whole new concept down to the revised downtown district. I don't know if you guys haven't been down there yet for a while or not, but man, that is my favorite place to be right now. It's just driving new energy, new restaurants, coffee shops, boutiques. I mean, there's this really amazing shop that we love to go to down there called The Good Wolf. Our friends, Sean and Lisa down there. I went there. I met you guys up there when you had a bar event there and I love their shop. It's like a bunch of cool, eclectic things. I totally love it. Super cute. But, you know, that's just one of the different elements for the downtown area is they have completely revived an old piece of history and they're 
trying to do nothing but make it a trendy kind of shops. Breweries are opening up left and right, restaurants, um, new places to shop to where it's not like you're seeing homeless people and you feel like you're going to get robbed every time you walk down the street. It's becoming a safe, faceted area for growing um, arts and the district itself, I think, is beautiful. These actually small business owners and local entrepreneurs are actually helping out in that um, category um, with the homeless in our community by um, giving them an extension of jobs um, in the city downtown. Um, And it's doing not only amazing for downtown, but um, for our community as well to have the people in our community see that. That's awesome. Um, In a time that we live in that's um, very harsh, and sometimes can be very aggressive. Uh, it's nice to see that compassion mm. come forward uh, in a time of need. There is definitely a sense of camaraderie down there. The game's changing. And if you could stay ahead of it, and if you could change the, your own game and what you're doing, you can set the rules. You can make the rules. And that's what you guys are doing. I think it's so cool. And I think the part of the town that you're in is just perfect. It is. It's growing. It's it's a different vibe than what people typically think of Las Vegas as. Like I know we are changing the mold. However, we are just getting into sort of showing the world that we do have a lot of culture here and we do have a lot of cool things here. And it isn't just giant casinos and dinging machines. Like the vibe down there is awesome. There is a lot more local production. And to be very honest, it's great to be an entrepreneur and it's great to make money, but there is nothing that fulfills you more like giving back, period. I've been really lucky to do some humanitarian work in different places around the world. And I, I didn't know how good it would feel until you do it. And so just to be able to be in a position to give back downtown, I think that's the best part of it for you guys. Dane, I think you actually, when that opportunity arose for Jackie, I think you were the one to tell her, go, you gotta go. You gotta go. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Your wife is absolutely incredible. Uh, Yeah. uh, I I knew nothing short that Jackie was going to fall short of being just absolutely just successful in whatever she was going to touch. Um, So um, I'm glad she was able to go down there and experience that um, not only for herself, but allow others to experience it. It's just life changing. It's totally different. It just gives you a different perspective on the world. So it's nice to know that that initiative is downtown and that's kind of what we're doing in our own community. I love that. You know, and that's a, that's a little bit crazy to think about and not just going too far into, into it, but, here you are. You were a bartender downtown. I was a bartender graveyard shift. And here you are going across these doing amazing things as a humanitarian. And I just want people to know it's, it's like I said, it's about taking that jump. Yeah. Nothing's going to fall into place right away. Right. Um, but it's taking those baby steps and keeping that motion moving forward uh, little by little to that end goal. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And honestly, nothing good ever comes easy. Like there will be difficulties and there will be hiccups, but it's your drive to get through that, that you get out to the other side and you go, oh my gosh, we did this. Yeah. And I think now it's about the, so many people, like you said, are, it's just fear-based and I, I don't believe fear isn't real. It's not a real thing. It's something you come up with in your head, but it, it it stops people so much from doing things that they really should and need to do in their lives and taking that leap and that first step and that jump off the cliff thing. It, it, they, they're stopped by the fear of failure or the fear of something. And it's, but if it's not real, 
You're making it up. Um, I definitely believe two things. Absolutely. When you're trying to find your own path through succession and that's one, you have to make yourself uncomfortable every day. It doesn't matter if you don't understand it, you figure it out. And two, I believe that success is just a controlled form of failure. Like you have tried these things, they have failed, but guaranteed you have tried this thing and it actually worked. And, you know, you can't understand what's going to succeed until you try something and you're going to fail. That's not saying go fail, you know, but yes, go fail. That's the nature of the beast. Honestly, like the invention of the light bulb was a series of uh, hundreds of failures. Trial and error. And the light bulb, now, electricity current, now, I mean, what would the world be without that? So, I mean, I found I found so many different forms of inspiration to see this success story happen time and time again. You know, I, I remember specifically, I listened to these podcasts religiously, and especially on my drive where I used to work, it was a 35-minute drive. So I remember I listened to this um, book, this audio book, and it was that Rich Dad, Poor Dad, The Four Quadrants. Mm-hmm. And he spoke about how he basically quit his job and was living in his car with his wife until they moved into their friend's basement because he refused to get another nine to five job. And he believed in himself that much to be a success. And now he's one of the most successful people in the United States. Right. In the world of podcasting. I mean, you look at people like Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I just I just saw a video the other day of Joe Rogan's first episode of his podcast. And it was the most hilarious thing in the world. It was awful. It, it looked <laughs> like a, awkward. It was so funny. But now look at him. I mean, he signs a hundred million dollars to be on Spotify alone. I mean, it's just crazy. I love Joe Rogan. Yeah, I do too. Thomas Edison's teachers said he was too stupid to learn anything. He was fired from his first two jobs for being quote non-productive. As an inventor, Edison made one thousand unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb before he won. There you go. Uh, let's change gears and play our famous game. You must fill the seats. So you guys are going to have to do this separately. Dane, you go first. You fill the seats. You get three dream guests at a bar that you are bartending at, dead or alive. Uh, no family members, people that you haven't met before that you'd really want to hang out at your bar. Kim, Chloe, Courtney. Boom. Shut up. <laughs> Next question. Shut up. <laughs> Kardashians, holler at me. Oh, that's a lot of money at the bar, though. I'm just saying. That is a lot of money. Oh, everybody would be at the bar if they were there. Come on. That's funny. I love it. That is the, that is, will be on record as the fastest answer to this question. All right. Absolutely. Marissa. Um, I definitely believe that I would like to have Cleopatra at my bar. This is fabulous. Nice. I just think she would be able to tell me the wildest stories and she would be able to tell me if aliens were real. <laughs> this is great. This what? 100%. Yeah, I was like, have you ever seen like some of the Egyptian like, alien. pictures and depictions? I mean, who she'll be able to tell me. I can ask her these questions. <laughs> I will for sure. Nefertiti. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be like, what's up? Tell me the truth. <laughs> Two, I think I would probably really like to talk to, I have to say William Shakespeare. Wow. I just would love to have a discussion with him. I'd like to see where he... How can you even understand him? Exactly. I feel like most of the conversation would be me trying to decipher. How art Marissa thou? Die, die Please, Martini thee. I will pour thy ale. <laughs> see, it's just too much. And then I think one of the last people I would probably really want to speak to, um, in all honesty, is Mother Teresa. 
I just, she seems like such a kind soul and she just has this, how do you find the patience, you know? Yo, time if life? I knew we were going to be doing this for like a beauty pageant, I would have answered my answers a lot different. I have to tell you, Dane, that your wife just blew you out of the water. <laughs> Listen, in all in all retrospect, I honestly, Mother Teresa seems they say she's a saint. I'm like, is she really like that? Does she drop the F bomb? I wanna know these I wanna know these answers. What do you think Mother Teresa drinks? Exactly. Old fashioned. What is she gonna be at my bar? Is it gonna be a glass of wine? Is it gonna be a martini? Old fashioned. I love it. All right, let's do some rapid fire fun real fast. Let's go, rapid fire. Okay, I like these questions. Let's switch off. So like one time you answer, one time you answer so that we're not- You go first, baby okay. cakes. Baby cakes, I love it. Would you rather be an ugly genius or a hot moron? Ugly genius. There it is. That was easy. Would you rather have a pet pig or a pet goat? That's so hard. Uh, pet goat. I want a pig. But I also, it's also because I saw pictures of Pig Beach in the Bahamas and I just want to like swim the ocean with all the pigs. Pigs are extremely intelligent, but my friend Lucci and I have this thing about little baby goats and their little paws and how they just crawl up on things and their little jumpers. And we're going to have a baby goat when we move to Hawaii and we're going to name it Kihei, like the chicken on Moana. Oh, this is serious. This is planned out. Dane. Apparently. I got a question for Dane real quick. Sure. I, uh, I asked this of a couple uh, other guests that we've had on. It's just an interesting philosophical question. Oh, gosh. Would you rather be a jack of all trades or a master of one? Wow. See? <laughs> um, I cheated at this question. That's hard. It is. Yeah, that's hard. That's a hard one. Um, Dane, you'll get this. My answer to this was I wanted to be a master at all things because if I'm going to do something, I have to be the best at it. Come on, Jackie. You can't. It's it's one or the other. You can't make it up option C. Exactly. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. You know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say – this is hard for me because I am a perfectionist. You are. This is why I asked you because to be honest, like my answer is I want to be a master of one because quality over quantity. I want to be the best at something. And if I if I'm the best at something, I don't care if it's piano or I don't care what it is, I can make enough money because I'm world famous to pay everybody else to do something else. Okay, so I totally agree with you. And for instance, uh, one of the business models that my wife and I always talk about is in and out Everyone does. We talked about that on episode four, I think, with Rupert. With Rupert King. Okay. Um, their business model has been the same for how many years? Right. Yep. Uh, haven't bent uh, or broken um, over anything. And uh, consistent product through and through time and time again. Yep. Um, so that's important. Uh, I totally agree with you, Tom, and to putting the consistent product, uh, knowing that you're going to get that same taste when you walk into the bar, no matter what bartender, you're going to get the same flavor. Exactly. But, and here's my but. The jack of all trades is probably what I am going to say now that I've been on this journey. And here's why I say that I would have never thought 
some of the opportunities that have come our way um, and that we've dabbled in would have ever I have ever experienced. Um, and I wouldn't have known that if I didn't make myself uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, and that's something that I, I try to tell people every day is uh, make yourself uncomfortable. Okay. Um, before we do the drink of the day, I want you, you can do it together or separately if you have a different answer. Your favorite local restaurant recommendation. Oh, that's good. Or bar. Restaurant or bar. Okay. I will volunteer. I'll take the bar option first. I really loved going to Lucky Day. It's this mezcal bar. Really cool menu decor. They have like these flights of tequila you can try. The flashing lights are supposed to accentuate different pieces of artwork they have around the bar. Really, really cool little place. If you like mezcal and you dig on some tequila, I love that bar. Where is it? It is downtown. Obviously, I've been there. I'm going to go ahead and go on the Arts District side as well over in 18B. Um, I love Abel Baker Brewing. It is by far my favorite brewery um, that we have in town. Um, not to say the other ones aren't fantastic. I, I just love that the vibe that they created in there and their beers are absolutely exceptional. Awesome. I can't wait to check them out. You guys actually turned me on to um, my first downtown restaurant experience was, I think it's called Carson's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that place is really good, too. I love that food there. Uh, so leave us with a cocktail of the day, man. Give us a recipe off off the dome. Man, off the dome. Uh, I'm probably going to give you guys our number one. Uh and I'm going to push that local whiskey. So I'm going to stick to you with you our, uh, what happens in Vegas. Ooh. And that is the name of the cocktail. What happens in Vegas. So for the what happens in Vegas, what we do for that is we do two ounces of Ambrose banana whiskey made nice. right here in Las Vegas. And then we're going to put 1.5 ounces of fresh orange juice. You can find that at your local Whole Foods. And I'm sure if you don't want to do the work yourself. <laughs> and you could do 1.5 ounces of pineapple juice. Then you're going to do 0.5 ounces of creme de coconut. You could find that uh, cream of coconut uh, by Riel. It's a simple syrup. Um, cream, cream de cocoa, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, Comes in a little squeeze bottle. Um, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. give that a quick little shake. You're going to pour that in a tall boy glass with some fresh ice, and you're going to hit that with some fresh nutmeg. Casting. Uh, nice. Going to be uh, basically a takeoff the painkiller, um, except instead okay. of using rum, we're going to throw in that banana whiskey, which really just sets off the flavors. So we basically took a classic and we bent it up a little bit and made it our own. Sounds so Sounds good. Delicious. And so if we want to book you for a party or check you out, uh, where do we go? Please check out our website, www.horsetrailerhideout.com. You can email us at horsetrailerhideout at gmail.com. That'll go straight to Dane or myself. And then there's also contact information on the website, as well as all of our bar rentals, our packages. It has our Instagram feed on there. And it also has our brick and mortar coming soon. So check out that date, folks. Make sure that you subscribe to us on our email list and support local baby that's all we're here for yay absolutely got to support local i mean you guys are driven entrepreneurs and we we can't uh support you enough so 
You guys are the bomb, and uh, we wish you all the success in the world. Thank you for being on the show, guys. Yes, we love you. I cannot wait to come to your bar this fall. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Horse trailer hideout. We're going to blow this up. We're going to make it make it big time. Perfect. Cheers, guys. Thanks for being on, guys. We love you guys. Thank you. Bye. I cannot wait to go hang out in their new space. Their new bar downtown is going to be so awesome. And honestly, guys, if you're in the Vegas area, I'm serious. Hire them for your next party. Their bars are amazing. They're 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 a great company. It's a good time. Yeah, details there. Drinks are bomb. They're cool. I mean, they're they're just they're cool people. So um, listen, we had a '90s party and they dressed up. It was crazy. <laughs> Loved it. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they're a good time and they're going to do a lot of cool things in town. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, so definitely check them out and uh, check us out too. We. Uh, Definitely appreciate you spending your time with us today. Make sure to check us out on barstarspodcast.com. If you haven't become a regular yet, do it. Uh, Click the top right button on the page. Send us a question, a comment, a message. If you want to be on the show, if you're uh, listening somewhere else other than Vegas, please, we want to talk to you too. Um, Follow us on Instagram, write us a review, all that grand good stuff. Yeah, you never know. I mean, we put together the regular program, become a regular because these are our VIPs and you never know. We might get some merchandise. We might offer somebody a show. You never know. Do some fun contests there. That'll be awesome. As always, guys, thank you so much. Listen, follow, subscribe to us. Bar Stars Happy Hour, most podcast platforms we are on. We had a great time talking to Dana Marissa today. We hope you guys did too. We'll see you next week, guys. Until next time. Cheers. That dishwasher is still broken.